Hey everyone, um, thank you for joining me in another episode of the podcast. And so, um, let's get right into it. I'm just trying to make this as uh, brief as I can while this is fresh on my mind. Um, I, this is something I wanted to revisit. I don't know if how well in depth I went into this in past episodes or in a past episode about my experience as a youth minister. Um, some might equate it to being a youth pastor, even though I'm not really ordained. Um, I, I mentioned that title of youth pastor because I mean, it's just like as a youth minister being the the lead, I guess, of that department, that particular ministry in my my church. I've headed for about three generations now. So if you want to equip all that uh, or kind of bundle all that with the responsibilities that come with it and the amount of years and time and investment into the people that came under me in regards to these generations of use. Of, of, yeah. And then I guess the the overall theme if people can look from the outside is that yeah, I could be considered a youth pastor. It would just I didn't go to school for it, you know. <laughs> Usually people who work for that title would go the educational route, you know, be ordained that way. And so and for me, a lot of it is just hands on experience, um, without being asked in a sense, you know, so and that's how some churches work. You know, so and and that's what it takes is someone who is willing to uh, take up the position and and be of use, I guess. Um, but I guess the more appropriate title for me, as I continue in this, uh, I guess my my role in the church is really just the youth director, you know. So and uh, that can entail anywhere from uh, being in charge of the curriculum of the Sunday school, overseeing the different aspects of the ministry that taking part of the church, such as um, our Wednesday night ministries that we stream online, um, just kind of overseeing that, taking part of it as well as being one of the people who get the message. Uh, in regards to, back to the Sunday school aspect of it, I'm one of, also the, one of the quote-unquote teachers or or lesson shares for and part of rotation as well in charge of all the scheduling of who's set to do whatever Sundays or Wednesdays things of that nature now and on top of that it's just that's just the administrative part of things you know so but also the investment and cultivation of the relationships of the people involved you know so and not only that, it's just um, trying to set an example that's, um, that's in a sense, godly, which I never would describe myself. Um, but trying to uphold that, those values, in a sense, that we're, we're, we learn uh, through fundamental uh, biblical values, in that sense, you know. Um, have a sense of a biblical literacy, literacy. I'm sorry, I'm stumbling with my words. Try to have a sense and pass on the, the at least 
the fundamentals of biblical literacy in the sense that all our values that we stand on as as being Christians or being Christ followers derive from the stories, if you want to call them, or even or or the lessons from the uh, from the Bible itself. You know, we try to take these principles and try to implement them into our lives, and then pass them on. And so, but not only that, but learn the importance of things. You know, try to dig deep, uh, dive. As 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 deep as we can without being over analytical, and not overthink God's word in such a way that it should come simple to us and so it should come natural to us as well. And when we think of literacy, uh, we should think of the um, especially biblical literacy is that you know we are taught that there are many characters in the Bible, but what did they go through through their day? How did that? How does that relate to us? What did God say to them at that time? What did God want them to learn that still is applicable for us in this day and age? And so, for me, it's one one thing I try not to put on the back burner as being the youth director is be as uh, fundamentally sound in, in in the Word of God. And to keep up that biblical literacy, literacy, in the sense that it's um, it will be will stand on the fair, on a, at least on the foundation to at least defend our faith if it ever comes to that, you know. So, and so, literacy includes, especially biblical literacy, includes defending our faith whenever there are. Uh, um, how do I say this? When they are conflicting views, even from people within the faith, you know. So how how do we defend what was going on back then, and then what we abide by today? How does that? How do we defend that? You know. So or or how is it the the treatment of women in the Bible is so um so plain and pleasant or uh, plain and, and present within the Bible, and yet it's not been talked about. So how do we defend that? You know, so and these are things that get that tend to get brought up, but sometimes get put under the rug for whatever reason. And so and and just for me to bring up the the, the treatment of women in the Bible. Listen, I get that within the Old Testament, you know, um, children. And women were not treated as the same as men in that sense. And so what the New Testament just fundamentally on the fundamental sound, on the fundamental sense, is that when the when the New Testament introduces Jesus, there are many instances where Jesus uses women uh, to to uphold very important duties and he made it a point to involve women in his life, whether it's through ministry, through his own family, whatever it may be, to be an important part of the plan that he had he had carried out. Women had a big integral part of of of, of the beginning of his life to ultimately his demise, his self sacrifice. 
women had a part in it, meaning that they took part in the greater purpose of this. And so one, one example could be is the, the Samaritan woman. The Samaritan woman mentioned in the Bible it was not mentioned by name. And yes, that could be an issue that would be brought up too. But at the same time, this woman was brought up in this story because Jesus, in recorded, in the recorded history of the Bible, I believe this this uh, the Samaritan woman was the first that Jesus told of of what was going to happen to him. And so, could he have told that to another male? Could he have told that to another disciple that was around him? One of the twelve disciples could have been one of the first to hear about that. Heard about that, but no. He made it a point that he told a woman first. For this woman is entrusted with this information. And so, and you know, in the many instances where he has these these lessons and moments with uh, with his mother, Mary, you know, um, instances where he come across his two sisters, uh, uh, Martha, and another Mary, another sister by um, Martha and Mary, you know. So and and things like that. So, I, but I don't want to harp on this too long. So, and for for me to go into, I guess that that tangent and and so forth is that because I come to a point where, as youth director or in my position with the church, you know, so. I see things changing, and I see it changing for the better. Because within our ministry, we ask that women take more part in being involved with the ministry, especially within youth ministry, especially within roles of leadership. You know, we want them to be raised up in that sense, you know, so to be recognized as that as well. And to be a resource, you know, so to recognize them as a resource when in the past it, it was an afterthought. And so for the longest time I've been I've been advocating for this. And so it just took time. And I guess now's the right time to do that because now on our Wednesday nights in our Sunday schools, one um, there's at least one person in our rotation of, of speakers and teachers that are women. You know, that is a woman. And so that she she does her due diligence in in and taking this role seriously as well. So um that's what it amount that um that's what it amounts to in that sense. So yeah, so Another reason why I want to bring this up is because something hit me. Well, I don't want to say hit me, but it made me, it gave me a lingering, a lingering thought that um, that made me um, that led me to, I guess, uh, assess my my years within ministry and how um, different events affect other things in that sense so and what it boiled down to was that um with this particular sunday school lesson is just how 
um, how God can uh, lead us past our disappointments in life, you know. So when, so when I think back in my years in ministry, uh, I often think to myself, have I experienced more accomplishments or more disappointments within my years in ministry? And it, and for whatever reason, um, I wasn't teaching, but I was. I took part in the discussion of what was asked, and then I asked the the whole room, whoever was in that room that time, in the youth room, was like, I, "Hey, within the years of ministry I've been with with the church, do you think that I experienced more accomplishments or more disappointments?" And so, and um, one of the youth members. Uh, um, said that you probably experienced more disappointments because of uh, uh, and I asked um, well yeah I do feel that way um, but in your um, what, what, what are the reasons that you have um, just by saying that you know I asked this you remember it's like yeah I, it's like you, you probably experienced more uh, disappointment disappointment is because of all the time you invested on people and yet fast forward now they're not a part of the church and you probably feel disappointed about that i was like yeah of course who wouldn't and so but um but i think that's just an under one of the few things that were just kind of underlined the whole thing and so but but then in my mind, I, I had to bring it back. I had to make sure that, you know, for the amount of disappointments that I face within the ministry, all the time that it's been invested, all the time we try to cultivate, you know, these genuine relationships with people and not to, I hate to use a business term for this, but not to see any return in investment. You know, so, and does it hurt? Well, a little bit. Because I, even though I use that business term, the ROI, which means return, return, return of investment. I didn't look at it. I still don't look at it that way. Because my investment in, in people's lives is not to expect anything in return. And so, and, but the the overall accomplishment when it comes to accomplishment is that is that uh, as I, I described to them is like you know every time I go through these disappointments I'm not sad about it I'm not depressed about it because though there are disappointments and there are many of them all the dis- there's a lot of disappointments that outweigh my accomplishments within the years of ministry. But when we do experience an accomplishment, whether it's an achievement in life, whether it's a milestone in life, whether you um, you set out a goal for to to be accomplished and, and and achieve it, that itself is an accomplishment from my end because I'm able you were able to share that with me in that sense because you told either you told me about it or you you wanted me to be involved with it somehow some way no matter how big or how small my role might might have been 
And that itself, no matter how big or small the accomplishment is, it supersedes any feelings of a disappointment that I may, may ever felt within the ministry. And so I wanted to drive that point home to the people who were in that, who were in that room at that time. And so, and I got emotional about it because it's just like, it's just, um, the, the reality is the amount of accomplishment that comes our way when you feel disappointment after disappointment, disappointment, it's very slim. <laughs> so, and so, but they do occur, you know, so I'm not going to rule that out. In in the sense that uh, that that rule, um, I'm not going to rule out that I um um what was how how do I word this? It's like you know it doesn't. Let's see. What I'm trying to say is that with the disappointments that I face, it didn't deter me from giving up what I was doing. You know, and so, and I told him that too. It's like, it was like, for every dis, for years of disappointment I face, you would think people would have given up already. And so, and, but it didn't give me any cause to give up, because for one thing, because if we're talking about uh, people from the Bible, lessons of the Bible. You know, we're we're taught to be patient in a sense. We're taught to be obedient. You know, and no matter how many disappointments come your way, it, it shouldn't deter you from, from giving up. You know, and so because you, you're you bound to um, see um, any accomplishments, any delights that, that resemble delights. And this delight is just... Like I said, it just oversees any feelings of disappointment at the time, you know, so, and the small victories do count, you know, and so, but, you know, overall, um, overall, that's, that's just a thing I wanted to, to convey in my sense, um, just to convey that. That mindset is that you're gonna you're gonna go through a life with a lot of disappointments. Though you may accomplish some things, you may experience more disappointments at times. And so, put value and forth that your accomplishments matter. And so. Um, so with that being said it's just that um, you know for those who may be listening maybe you're not part of a church or you're not part of a religious um, group that's your prerogative I respect that so but but I think that the mindset that I had going being part for part of my ministry for so long, you know, kind of toughing it out and not giving it up, you know, it, it's it may speak to you. 
you know, and I hope that you you find whatever endeavor that you find yourself in, if you feel a certain way about it, that you feel like it's worth your time, worth your effort, that you're not willing to give up on it, and you're willing, and you're you're bound to see some some, some glimmer of hope of in of 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 accomplishment, then yeah, I mean, having that mindset to to stick it out is is it bodes. I mean, it's just like, you know, it's just it pays off, you know, in a sense, you know, and you know, my position with the youth, it's not going to be forever, you know. I'm 36. I've been in this since I was 16, believe it or not. And so, well, just, but then I, I took a few years off here and there. But, but, um, but consistently been with, with the youth since I was, or serve, at least serving the youth since I was 21. So, yeah. Um, and so just like, and mind you, this is all volunteer basis. I don't get paid for this. I don't get paid for my time investing in this, nor do I ask for it, nor should I, nor do I think I deserve it. You know, it's just like, I'm not entitled to pay or some kind of monetary, uh, 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 composition or, or, you know, it's just like, just, uh, just, I don't, I just don't want to, for me, I just don't want to think about that because it's like, it, it was never about being compensated, you know, and so, and it's more just an investment. Uh, investment for for the people that are involved, you know, to be invested with each other, to know that there is a a noble purpose for all this, and just when it when it all comes together, you know, it's just that we know what it's for. We stand for our beliefs, and we just want to. This is something that we want to uphold and live by, in that sense. So, um, if you find yourself not in that position to where you, to where you hear, I mean, if you're hearing me out, but still don't, you know, still don't think it's for you, I mean, uh, by all means, I mean, just, I hope you do find something that's for you, you know, in the sense, in the sense of purpose, in the sense of, uh, you know, what it means to uh, see a bigger picture for yourself, and in that sense, you know. And I will always talk about. Well, I will always find time to to continue t- to talk about my beliefs and and God, um, but but not in the sense that it's overbearing that and and so forth. Well, at least not try to, but. Um, but at least you get a glimpse to glimpse into the person I am and what what's the overall makeup of of what makes me 
in that sense. So, all right. Okay, I babbled on a little too long. I always say I try to keep it short, but um, I, I always surprise myself when I pass the 20-minute mark or when I pass the 15-minute mark. So, so, other than that, you know, just if you find yourselves in a position where you, um, again, just finding difficulties in where you're in, but yet you find that you're not giving up in your endeavor, because you, you can feel a sense of accomplishment coming your way, by all means, you know, it's just, it's great to have that mindset and to carry that on through life, you know, so whatever you do. So, and this is kind of where I am at, in life right now with, in regards to me and the, and the ministry that I serve. So, yeah. All right. So, um, if you made it, this far into the episode as always thank you and so um and i hope you are all doing well i pray and hope that you're all doing well and so that being said um please continue to tune in hopefully i have an episode next week and so and i know i always talk about being consistent uh, or try to be consistent but um Sometimes life happens, you know, so um, I'll be real honest. Um, I think I mentioned this in this last episode with my sister, but when I lost a, a dear friend of mine due to COVID and and yeah, we for a lot of us, we're still missing his his presence, you know, and so. This is a part of life. We grieve. We uh, we get emotional. We get in our feelings. I guess you want to phrase it that way. Um, but at the same time, there's always a time to move on as well. So, um, and we try to move forward with life. So, life doesn't stop. But let's always try to make time to be good to each other. So, all right. With that being said, tune in next week if I have one next week. All right. Thanks, y'all. Bye.